Hello, and thank you to everyone for coming to episode six of the Dads, Beards, Nerds podcast. The podcast where one of us can grow a beard and the other one, not so much. I'm Anthony. And I'm George. Let's jump into it. So, first things first, George, housekeeping. Where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter.com or uh, Twitter at Dads, Beards, Nerds. <laughs> I, that was totally a dad's right? slash there. <laughs> Oh my God, totally a dad's theme there. I'm like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us on the Twitter. On the uh, Twitter. Tweeting, tweeting you, you kids. So next is on Instagram, dads, or you can find us on Instagram at dads, beards, nerds podcast. Cause some other guy already had it. Sure. Now, Discord, we have a wonderful community that, that we are cultivating. And you can find us on Discord at... Well, you got to check our Twitter for that. It's in our Twitter bio. So check out our Twitter once again at Dads, Beards, Nerds. You'll find our Discord uh, link in there as well. Next, you can find me on Twitter at AFLARIDA. That's A-F-L-A-R-I-D-A. And you can find George at G-H-I-O-C-O. That's G-H-I-O-C-O. Now, with the housekeeping done, George, take us to the news. All right. All the news today is courtesy of IGN. Patrick Stewart is coming back as John Luke Picard in the new Star Trek series. I am blown away by this. I'm super stoked. Uh, new series is premiering on CBS All Access, their new streaming service. Um, confirmed at, as both act, <clears throat> confirmed as both actor and executive producer, Alex Kurtzman. Is that my saying that right? Kurtzman. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, Kurtzman. Kurtzman. Alex Kurtzman, the showrunner for Star Trek Discovery and man in charge of expanding all televised Star Trek projects at CBS, is executive producing this show as well. So that's some pretty good stuff to hear. Uh, name of the new series hasn't been revealed yet, so we have a lot to look forward to there. Anthony, what do you think about this? So I don't know what they're doing with this. It's cool bringing back Sir Patrick Stewart as, as uh, John Luke Picard, but at the same time, what is he going to be doing? Is it just going to be him traveling through space, doing stuff on his own? Like we've already seen him with the, with the enterprise, right? He was a, okay. I'm not a big star Trek guy, but he was the captain of the star Trek enterprise, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he's basically in the next generation. So there's star Trek and then there's star Trek next generation, but the ship and, he was the captain of was the enterprise. Correct. Okay. So I, I think, mean, it's either I think enterprise at some point or the other a different model. Okay. Okay. So Enterprise is like when they're flagship ships. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with it, though. I, I know he's he, like the whole point is like this is uh, John Luke Picard after he's done with the fleet. They've, you know, gone home. They did the movies where they finally got back to Earth. Uh, like, I I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's just going to be on Earth chilling, doing stuff. Like, it's going to it's gonna be their version of Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, where they <laughs> John Luke Picard's just going around fucking seeing the sights. I, I, well, and, and part of me wonders if he's still going to be a, star, a part of the whole Starfleet thing and and, and have gone up in rank somehow. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see where they take it. Um, Patrick Stewart was quoted as saying he's really looking forward to returning as a character. So here's hoping that we get a, a solid performance one way or another. As far as how they're going to do it, who knows? Maybe they're going to do some weird time travel shit. Well, what I'm thinking is, here. okay, so here, here's what I'm thinking. They have a new series that, that premiered on uh, CBS's streaming service as well. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I heard a lot about it. I heard it wasn't your mom and dad's Star Trek. It takes a lot of cues from the Star Trek movies. But maybe this is John Luke Picard. We're going to see 
multiple ships, multiple captains, multiple crews. It's just kind of him traveling around, or maybe he's got more of a um, like administrative role now. He's going on ships and kind of seeing what they're doing, seeing what they could do, be doing better. I just I feel like it's gonna definitely be like old school Star Trek, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and maybe more on the dialogue side with you know, expanding people as characters, emotions, stuff like that. Right. Right. I still think it's going to be some crazy time travel shit though. That would be cool. Like, like the, if they can give us, um, what if they can give us hologram, uh, Admiral, whoever from uh, star Wars. Wow. I'm blanking hard. I'm so sorry. Star Wars fans, but if they can give us all these like fake people, hologram, they can give us hologram Leia. They can give us hologram young Luke Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. They can give us, maybe we'll see Khan at some point. We'll get hologram Khan. Oh boy! Now, now we're reaching for the stars here. <laughs> maybe he runs into the uh, Star Trek movie cinematic universe. Because <laughs> I mean that that takes place. They all takes place in the same universe, right? I you know I'm not sure. Um, I want to say yes, but I, I I'm not very familiar with Star Trek to be honest. I mean I've seen a couple of the movies, but it's just not my go-to sci-fi pick i guess it just never has been yeah yeah I, I i feel you on that star trek was as a child growing up star trek next generation was was huge and yeah. it was never something that i really got into because as a child i feel like star trek the next generation was something like seinfeld and married with children to me it's probably something that i could appreciate now but as a child i had no idea what was going on and yeah. didn't really grasp about 90 percent of it yeah i had no desire to, to, to reach out and grasp those those plot strings that were dangling in the show so i i just you know for me and i was young at the time too so it, it just never really caught on whereas star wars was just like oh man there's ships you know <laughs> and we're, there's ships and we're fighting and we have lightsabers i i'm i'm cool that patrick stewart's coming back because i'm cool that he's stoked i mean yeah. anything he touches is is generally gold so oh for sure for sure and that's what i'm saying like if he's looking forward to returning as a character then we're, we're in for a great treat no matter what and i'm definitely looking forward to watching this and Maybe catch it up on some old Star Trek just, just for the fun of it, you know? Definitely, definitely. I feel you. I think uh, you and a lot of other people are probably going to start binging on a lot of Star Trek. Plus, I think that – so with their all-access uh, streaming platform, I know that this new Star Wars series they did wasn't exactly something that brought a lot of people to it. It did bring a lot of – okay. It brought a lot of people to it but I don't think it did the numbers that they thought it would be. So it kind of makes sense for them to make this or for CBS to make this move now, now that they're like, Hey, Patrick Stewart's coming back to star Trek. Now you have incentive. Now those old school Trekkies had that incentive to, to yeah, at least do the trial month of, of this CBS all access pass because now they want to see Patrick Stewart back as John Luke Picard. So it was, a, it was super, super smart move by cbs uh, when you want to get to the analytic side and by getting more people into that system shoot most people will get into a free trial forget they have the free trial or forget to cancel their free trial and guess what they got a second month out of you and if a million people do that and their free trials set you know eight bucks they just got 16 million like that yep no 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 no. i'm sorry i'm sorry eight million because the, the yeah, eight million, but yeah i mean e either way easy money i understand your point Sorry, my math's a little off. I, I'm from a little town called Mariposa. We don't do math so good. <laughs> All right, George, next part of the news. Minecraft okay. movie delayed as director Rob McElhenney drops out. So, um, yeah, that 
that last name is fucking wild. If that's not Irish, I don't know what the hell is. Right, or, or maybe a little Scotch. Who knows? But yeah, that's that's the last name right there. So uh, Rob was uh, set to direct the uh, the film from a script he co-wrote with Jason Fuchs. I'm going to say Fuchs because I want to say Fuchs, but I'm sure it's Fuchs. Uh, so <laughs> Jason Fuchs wrote uh, Wonder Woman. Wonderful movie. So on the writer standpoint, that's awesome. Uh, yep. Minecraft, the movie is no longer on track. They hit its original May 24th, 2019 release date. Aaron and Adam Nee, they did Band of Robbers, will write the new screenplay. No word yet on who will be taken over as director. Roy Lee, the Lego movie, and Jill Messick are producing. So, I want to start this off real fast, and I want to say that when it comes to video game movies, I thought, well, animated. This has got to be animated. There's no way this is live action. So, remember when Angry Birds was really, when they said, oh, we're making an Angry Birds movie, and everybody was like, ugh, punch me in the dick. Yeah, well, like, who would have wanted to see an Angry Birds movie, right? Well, well, that thing actually turned out to be halfway decent. I was just about to say, guess what? The Angry Birds movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's actually pretty decent. It's on that list of mo- It's on that list with uh, Baby Boss and Trolls of movies that have no business being as fucking good as they are. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, no, and, and Baby Boss and Trolls are both excellent so, examples to group together with that. I hope what would be really cool is if they do it more on the 3D animated side as opposed to doing it like Minecraft. Now, if they did want to do it like it was set in the Minecraft world with the Minecraft visuals, um, the people who did uh, a Minecraft story, I can't remember. God damn it, George. I can't remember their names. The ones who did The Walking Dead. Telltale. Telltale did uh, the Minecraft uh, Telltale series, Minecraft story, whatever the hell it's called. I'm blanking at the moment. And that visual style was a tiny bit different from the actual game style that did uh, make it look a little more... I don't want to say cartoony, but they made it look better than what Minecraft looks like. So I have a feeling this is going to be some sort of 3D animated movie, much like, you know, Angry Birds was. I just, it's going to be really weird if they change the art style to something other than what Minecraft is, because that's what Minecraft is. Yeah, I I, I feel where you're going with that. And I almost feel like, especially considering that they have that really awesome story mode in the game, that that would be the right track to go with it, honestly. Oh, Minecraft story. Yeah, Minecraft story mode is is a really great game. Um, I actually let <laughs> I didn't play it. I let my children play it, and they love it. Also, I got a platinum out of it, and I didn't. Ha- I barely had to play the game. You know, I just had to do the <laughs> the cleanup trophies. <laughs> you, you That's a pro me. tip as a parent. If you're a trophy whore like I am, or a uh, or a game points whore or whatever, uh, achievement points, just let uh, get games you know where your kids will play, and then go in and just <laughs> clean up the other trophies. Yeah. Just clean up the trophies at the dinner. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a it's a smart move. If Angry Birds did so well, why not Minecraft? Yeah, no, for sure, for All sure. Right. George, I'm gonna read this one. I know you usually read news, so I'll let you do the last one. So then we'll we'll have two and two. Okay, uh, yeah. Because just because I thought this one was funny, uh, but it's being received really well. FIFA 19 getting a survival mode. <laughs> yeah, like what? So. <laughs> It's, oh, it's going to add local only, so you'll have to be playing together. So local only house rules options to, to uh, its kickoff exhibition mo- exhibition mode, including a survival game type. So you have to be with friends at your place. You can't just play this online. So the house rules, uh, they're, they're decided, decidedly 
sillier take on football, football, soccer, soccer, football, you know what I mean? Football than we're used to from the simulation focused franchise and survival is definitely the silliest that they have going on right now. The, the mode simple. Every time a player scores a goal, a random uh, member of their team, excluding the goalkeeper is sent off the pitch. That's the field that, which <laughs> I think that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, it sounds like so weird, but I bet that's going to be so good. Cause I can imagine like just getting playing up against someone who's really good. And like, they've got eight players and you've got two and you're just like, well, fuck me. Yeah. And that's game folks. So, uh, there are lots of other house rules options. So it's not, it it, it is a survivor mode, but it's, it's basically, it's not really a survivor mode. I would say, I, I would say it is a mode that just has, it's like a sandbox mode where you can change lots of different settings it it didn't go in full depth on what those settings were but it does sound like there are going to be a lot of interesting things you can do with this to like make fifa 19 a little like if you're getting bored with the average gameplay it's gonna like a a nice little refresher like oh okay i'm bored doing the normal shit you know let's go into this house rules mode and, and see what shenanigans we can come up with um all of the house rule sets will only be available offline presumably to stop from dividing the player base up online like we'd said it's only uh it, it's only for uh local local only and fifa 19 will be released for ps4 xbox one pc and switch on the 28th of september right Jordan, what, what do you think what do you think i think it's a great way to keep the game alive um personally for me though i've never really been a huge soccer fan let alone in gaming and in real life so fifa for me is always never been on my radar but i think it's awesome that they're trying to at least keep the game going obviously people's a huge franchise like they really need help with that but anything to shake up the player player base and have a little fun with the game i'm all for it kind of like the uh seasonal events in overwatch yeah yeah they're doing one i i mean not to switch it from fifa but i just saw the theme with the reinhardt ball or whatever it is Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah is that like lucio ball yeah, they have Lucio Ball back again, and they have a whole bunch of skins to go along with it. So it's it's fun. It, it keeps the game fresh. Um, a lot of people wish they'd keep some of these modes around all the time. So it's kind of nice that they are implementing that in FIFA, allowing you to do that. I think it's smart. I think it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I think they understand that the normal – like, I mean, these – these EA games like, you know, FIFA, uh, NFL, MLB, you know, all that jazz, they are adding more and more um, game modes into these games to make them fun and fresh. I know with Madden and MLB The Show, you know, they've added a, a, a sort of a story mode where it's like long shot mode in Madden. And I think MLB Show is just called like The Road or something like that. But they, they're adding these, they're, they're adding more and more and more and more modes to these games and giving people a wider variety where some of these games have turned into slightly rpgs i know with uh mlb the show they've got a mode where you where you're getting different cards and you know the cards have star ratings so you could get a barry bonds card that's at a four star rating and then get a barry bonds card at a five star rating or level it up and it's it's just i'm really happy that someone like ea or just anyone making a sports game is starting to understand that you know we can put some fun modes in here and we can attract a larger audience i mean right. the, the last reiter the last iteration of mlb the show almost got me because of that card mode uh kind of funny had one of the uh producers of the game on there and when he was explaining it like it piqued my interest i was i was just kind of like that sounds cool like I, I, I would like to dabble in this 
But of course, other games come out that I would rather put my money towards. Yeah. But so if we it, keep getting modes like this in games, I mean, I might actually buy a FIFA or an MLB The Show yeah, or an Madden. I, I feel like it fulfills that need to want to collect things. You know, especially, especially in gaming. But, you know, like I, I like to collect Pokemon cards and all kinds of other crap, Amiibos. You know, um, it's just like what you want to collect. I think that... Like, with the FIFA games, I know I've purchased maybe, like, two in my life. So, I, I think it was on the PlayStation 2 and maybe one for the PlayStation 3. They're fun games. I, I, I'm not generally good at sports games. I never really play them online because I'm, I'm just not good at them to begin with. The FIFA games, just because I, I like soccer. And, it like, the they were always a little more intricate. And that's why I liked it, especially with doing the headers where you had to, you know, use multiple uh, multiple sticks to, to get that done. But... This may be something that I actually buy just because it sounds cool. The only problem is I don't have anyone to play this with at home. So <laughs> so it's not like I'd be able to play this with anyone. But this, what this sounds like, in all honesty, this sounds like a great Let's Play mode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, this is this sounds like the mode that is made for Twitch streamers. Yep, and then not only that, but as you play, you collect those packs and you open those cards on stream. It just, it's a win-win. It is a win-win. All right, George, take us to the next one. Oh, real oh. fast. This, <laughs> you know, we'll get into it a- after this uh, before before Beard Watch. But, George, go ahead and uh, take this one. <clears throat> All right. So we have some free games to announce this month. And uh, we did talk about this in our prior episode that was Lost to the Void or currently is Lost to the Void. So if you're hearing this for the second time, you know why. But uh, we got some free games coming out this month uh, via PlayStation Plus this month. Xbox Live Gold or Amazon Prime member via Twitch. Um, you can grab any of these games listed below. So here we go. Games with Gold, Forza Horizon 2, that's available from 8-1 through 8-31 the whole month. Um, you can grab For Honor starting on 8-16 through September 15th. Dead Space 3, and that's also available on the 360 from 8-1 through 8-15. And Disney Epic Mickey, listed in Epic Mini. <laughs> um, epic mini epic mini mickey 2 god i can't talk um and that's gonna be out on 816 through 831 so if you got any if you got games of gold make sure you grab up those games uh we've got twitch prime games this month as well available now through the 31st all month anti-hero death squared jotun steam and steam world dig and steam world dig is a freaking amazingly beautiful game Steamroll Dig uh, is a wonderful game. Like we said on the last one, which we will explain after after this this segment of news. Uh, Steamroll Dig is a game that's that's actually gotten my money on uh, two separate platforms on PC and on PlayStation. Yeah, I definitely I'm definitely gonna grab it with Twitch Prime. This one's that, free, that's so. basically the biggest honor I can give a game is buying it on multiple platforms. Oh, same here. Okay, and if you got PlayStation Plus this month, you you can snag up Mafia Three, Dead by Daylight, Bound by Flame. That's on PS3. Draw Slasher on the Vita. Space Hulk on the Vita. And Here They Lie on PlayStation VR. So if you, if you got any of those guys, grab up those free games. I mean, it's not often you get the opportunity to grab something for free nowadays, so snatch them up. All three of uh, the platforms, you know, giving out games, Xbox, PC, and PlayStation, have solid lineups this month. Oh, yeah. Now, it's a great lineup. Generally, you know, you get good months and bad months with some of these games. PlayStation's had its bad months. Xbox Xbox surprisingly ha- has had less bad months. They, yeah, Xbox uh, has always been pretty solid. Yeah, they know. I, I I think it helps them. 
I, I don't know. I just think whatever they're they're thinking over there with Xbox with their, their games with gold, their free games monthly, they're doing it really well. Uh, I think that their main goal is to throw out better games than PlayStation. I think for the month of August, PlayStation beat them though. Those are some fucking solid games. Oh, Mafia yeah. Three, I know wasn't received what wasn't received as well, but it, it still got decent scores. Dead by Daylight is a game that's been on my radar for a long time, but I was playing Friday the Thirteenth uh, so much when it came. They both came out relatively at the same time. So Friday, Dead by Daylight got pushed to the wayside and never bought it, and so they got Friday the 13th. So I'm super stoked to put some time into this. Bound by Flame is PS3. I don't have a PS3, so I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Draw Slasher and Space Hulk for Vita. I might just uh, just hit that that purchase button on them because I have a Vita. Uh, may it rest in peace because we're never going to get another Vita too. But uh, Vita is a wonderful machine, and it's always nice to just have those options on there, even if, if I'm never going to play them. My children oh. play on them, so... Every once in a while, there's more of a kid-oriented game for those, and you know I'll put them on the Vita for the kids. <clears throat> All right, so now that the news is done, let's go into a quick uh, update. So, George, me, George, and the wonderful Alex O'Neill from Irrational Passions recorded episode five last week. Um, we recorded it uh, via the Anchor app, which the Anchor app is a, is a solid app. I always love to give them thanks because it, they've made it possible for us to put our our podcast on every single podcast service. I'm grateful. But they the app somehow lost episode five. I am in the process of trying to get a hold of Anchor. I've sent in two help tickets or two support tickets with them. I haven't heard anything back. I am hoping... They can find it out of whatever fucking void it's lost in and recover it because with anchor, when you record a podcast via the way we're doing it right now, remotely, uh, it takes, it has to export it or import it, whatever the hell it's called, but it has to put it into your files. It's got to take it off of whatever phone system they use, put it into your, your your actual library files. And then, you know, you upload it that way. So we're hopeful. George is really pissed. I'm really pissed. I'm hopeful that we can get it recovered. I feel like they should be able to recover this. So if they don't, there will be no episode five. We will have Alex O'Neill back on again eventually. Um, it just it fucking sucks. It, it was a great episode. George and so- I both agreed on this, that it was a wonderful episode. <laughs> Alex was a fucking delight and a wonderful guest. My God. Like, yeah. I just, I can't say enough good about Alex. He was just so great, yeah. right, George? Yeah, it, it was amazing. Um, but, you know, guys, going forward, yeah, just so you know, we've, we've put some safeguards and precautions in place. We're now backing up our audios, our audio files. Yeah, we're just going to call our audio files audios from now on. I just <laughs> feel like uh, every podcast has growing pains. Yeah. Luckily, we got our growing pains on episode five. It just sucks that it happened to be the best episode we've recorded yet. But we're going to chalk this up to a life lesson. We've learned from it. We're going to grow from it. And we're going to take, like George said, we're going to take those safeguards and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because we can't export audio from a computer into Anchor via their their desktop. So if somehow they lose this, George is currently recording this audio and we can export it over and we still have it. Uh, We just didn't, we didn't realize it. And this, you know, showed us the way, showed us the way. Now we know (laughs) the way. Now we know the way. Spit, <laughs> spit on him, brother. Spit on. All right. So, so yeah. uh, beard watch. Here we go. George, uh, 
one of my favorite things is doing that. It's so much fun, especially when I, I love it when I catch you right in the middle of a sentence because that makes it even better. Anyways, <laughs> this week's Beard Watch is the man, Andreas Kobian. Kobian? Kobian? Kobain? I'm probably fucking it up, but Andreas has a beautiful beard. It's more of a style beard. It's not like that that bushy, unkempt beard, but it's like one of those beards that just like it just looks good like something out of like a music video so andreas let's give you a little background is one of the hosts of chip tooth gaming's completely consensual over there with cheeks jr and i can't remember the other host i'm so sorry but the next time i'm on their podcast i'll let you punch me in the dick anyway <laughs> so you can check andreas out on twitter at Compa Andres, that's C-O-M-P-A-A-N-D-R-E-S. Also, because he's on the Completely Consensual Podcast, and that's run by Chip Tooth Gaming. I got to give them a shout out. Find them on YouTube at Chipped Tooth Gaming, and then get them on Twitter at CTG Vids. Boom. There we go. Now, George, let's jump into that show topic. Let's do it. Let me read it to you. So, or let me, let me give a quick background. Everybody, as you may know or may not know, George and I are both dads. We have children of our own. Now, the age difference is there. I My kids are eight, seven, and five. George, your kids are? My kids are three and two. So just as a full disclosure, both of our, our sets of kids, they are, you know, with that age difference, there is a different range of games that comes that we will allow them to play. I just want to put that out there. So... So when you're like, when I'm talking about maybe more complex games, you know why. And when George is talking about less complex games, you know why. So, George, as a parent, what games are and aren't acceptable to you for your children to play? Uh, to me, right now, my kids don't play too much of anything, <laughs> uh, considering their age. But they do, my, my son loves abcmouse.com, and uh, I do have a membership for him to play on. Um, but that, those are the types of games that are teaching him like shapes and colors and things yeah. like that. So, it, you know, at, at that, that age, you know, when it's teaching him how to sound out words and things like that, those are the types of games I'm really looking for, particularly in that age range. Now, my son watches me play like oxygen, not included. Sometimes I'll be playing overwatch or watch, but he's never even expressed a desire to want to play those yet. Um, more or less, he's just watching the characters on the screen, doing whatever. But um, currently, it's mostly just educational games for me at this point, especially at their age. I think that that makes perfect sense. My children, you know, would play a lot of that stuff on our phones when they were that age. We'd play mm -hmm. a lot of color games and shapes games and words games. And <clears throat> you're right. You're not necessarily running into the same things that I run into with my children at the moment. Like I've got a lot of anecdotes where are in stories and you know, I'll tell some of them tonight uh, for the podcast and, and George, I'm sure you'll get some good laughs out of it Yeah. when they were your kids. Age. Yeah. Yeah. Your son's really the only one. Your daughter's just a little bit too young for that stuff, but I'm sure she watches and play it. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah. She'll definitely watch, but she really doesn't have a, a, a strong desire to sit around and do any one thing at one time for, for too long anyway. Um, but you know, when my kid, I can see as my kids get older, you know, I, I definitely am not going to, I don't want to say I'm going to allow them to play anything, but I do want them to play what they want to play as well. You know, definitely. 
so it's a, it's a fine line. You, you you have to understand what is appropriate for them to be playing all the while allowing them to do what they want. It's kind of odd, kind of a, a odd zone. It's a it's like a tightrope walk or a tightrope. It's a it's a balancing act. No, I one hundred percent agree with you. I remember that the first time I re- like this wasn't even playing games, but the first time I realized um, what games I need to watch when I'm playing around them was when I, <laughs> I was playing The Last of Us. This was on PS3, so it was probably you know I don't remember what year, but it was a, it only the PS PS3 is out. I'm playing The Last of Us, <clears throat> and Mikel, my oldest son at the time, was maybe like four or five. And he comes up with like a little Lego block that he made and he gives it to me and he says, dad, I made you a pipe bomb so you can help Joel and Ellie fight the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and my, I, 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 my wife looks at me with that wife look of like, are you fucking kidding me? And I look at her and I, it, my, my words were, I will stop playing this around them and I will only play it when they're sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, it, see, I've always been really cognizant of that. Like, the, yeah, the most violent game I'll play when my children are awake is probably Overwatch. Like, I really don't play anything else. Uh, even, and that's even if I have the opportunity to play when they're awake. Most of the time, I don't. Um, so, that being said, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cognizant of what they're seeing. But, you know, I'll, we'll fire up the Switch and play games like Mario Kart and things like that. But I'm not worried about Mario Kart or Mario Odyssey unless we're playing online in Luigi's Balloon World. Um, <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's a reference what episode did we have that in i think it was episode two wasn't it so so if you want to know about luigi's balloon world blue <laughs> balloon world head over to uh to the new segment at episode two and hear all about it <laughs> yeah it's quite the laugh but anyway uh for the most part you know my kids are, aren't aren't exposed to extremely violent games yet I'm, I'm trying to not be cognizant of that or you know what i'm saying like I, i'm really cognizant. yeah yeah I, I get you. So we have a Wii U in the home, and you know I generally don't mind them playing Wii U games. It's it's like how long the Wii U games are more of a how long they play for, because right. we've got you know, with Mario Kart, uh, Captain Toad's Adventure, whatever the hell it's called, and then I've got like one game for the Wii U that I play. But even if they played that, it wouldn't really matter. But I don't think they'd really know how to play it because it's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X hashtag the best Xenoblades game ever. Because you like those but, robots. God damn, they give you a mech in the like I'll talk about that game for the rest of my life. Anyway, <laughs> enough about Xenoblade Chronicles X. So when it comes to the PlayStation though, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Minecraft Story Mode was a game that they loved. And to be honest, I don't mind them playing that. It's uh it's it's not only is it Minecraft, which is one of the most kid-friendly games I've ever seen in my life, but it was a really funny story. There's no bad words, there's no like real bad themes. It's just a Minecraft adventure, which you can there's you know you can find minecraft adventures on youtube that are way worse than that i think telltale did a great job of balancing the act of a a, of a kid's game and and an adult's game much like pixar and disney and dreamworks balance that act another game i don't mind them playing a ton of is minecraft to be honest there's no limit on on how long they can play minecraft if they're playing minecraft because of the one this is my reason for it is the fact that in minecraft most kids are building stuff. Yeah. They're not mindlessly slaying some sort of monster or, or enemy. They are using their brain to build a complex house, town, uh, whatever you want to call it. So Minecraft has always been a game where I didn't mind how long they played for. And now if it yeah. got like an hour or two and we got to do something or they're not listening, then I, I tell them to be off. 
But games generally, when they got to think about what they're doing and they got to really like put their mind to it, I don't mind my children playing that for a long time if they want. Plus, as a dad who loves to game and who will sit down for two, three hour gaming sessions, I feel like if they're watching me do it, um, it, it gets a little harder for me to tell them not to do it. Now, granted, I am still the parent. They have to listen to me. And I know that there are sometimes where I don't want them playing games for three hours. Yeah, sure. Um, another game that they like to play a lot of and I'm totally okay with is Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Uh, it's it's better than them playing Call of Duty yep. or The Last of Us multiplayer. I, I feel like the games where it's a more cartoony vibe, it's a lot lighter. Yeah. I don't mind them playing. My children love Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Yeah. I don't mind them playing it. Not only can they play it together, but it's cartoony violence. And it's yeah. not something where I don't mind my son if he like coming up to me and be like, Dad, uh, I'm a pea shooter, you know, pew pew pew. I would I would definitely mind if he came up and was like, Dad, I've got a pistol, pew pew pew, you're dead. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, and I feel the same way about like Plants vs. Zombies. If my kids were older and they were into that, I would totally be like, "Yeah, no problem. Play your heart out." Yeah, there. I just love the fact that there are there, there are the Disney Pixar of video game companies now that they know, they know the brand that they have, they know the genre that they've created, and they know that it is a family friendly genre. Which, in, in all honesty, makes me want to buy that stuff more because, yeah. granted, my children aren't playing on the PlayStation very often or the vita very often because the playstation and the vita are more my console but yeah. when they do i know that they have games and they can play these games that are suitable for their age and even if they wanted to pretend they were playing them at school they wouldn't get in trouble as if where i were letting my children you know play call of duty or something crazy like that and they're at school and they're like oh i'm i'm wall running with my shotgun and i blast you in the face well then i'm gonna i'm gonna get a call yeah you're gonna get that that awkward phone call from the teacher and yeah so i just I, when it comes i, I understand that par- gaming as a parent as and monitoring what games you play and how long your children play it is a tightrope now there are games where i make exceptions there are games where i do not make exceptions i know with my vita my oldest is old enough to grasp that concept he likes to play guacamelee guacamelee is another game where you want to play guacamelee go ahead it's like a fun Metroidvania, like, you know, you're you're a luchadora. You're a luchadora adora, and you're fighting other, like, undead monsters and stuff like that. They're not really even monsters. It's just games that are light and easy for my children to play. I'll let them play. Play. Yeah. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah, as long as as long as long the, uh, you know, what the topic at hand isn't too dense. I always feel like that, like like you said, Plants are Zombies, Guacamelee, they're very lighthearted games. Um you know, I, I, if my kids were older, I wouldn't have any issues with them playing that. Um, you know, and I, I would like to hope that my kids would also, when they get older, really like the classic, you know, Nintendo games, like 8-bit, 16-bit Super Nintendo stuff. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they how they take to that kind of stuff, because that's what I, I was grazed on, you know, and I'm, just, I'm sure you too, Anthony. So. Definitely Mar- uh, Mario, no, Zelda was technically the first game I ever saw played, and that was Zelda on the on the NES. And then you know Mario and Doug Hunt came next, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, <clears throat> you for my age and your age, we're about the same age. No, we're not. Wait, George, how old are you again? I'm thirty. Thirty, yeah. Okay, we're about the same age. So, yeah. like you and I were basically raised on the Nintendo, and then you know the Super Nintendo slash uh, the Sega Genesis. Yeah. 
Now, when it comes to like older games, whether the kids want to try them or not, I, I'm not too worried about it. Like, I know with you, you got it, you got it good because you have that that NES Classic. I don't. Uh, well, I have I have my collection of NES games and stuff from way back when. I got a whole tub in my my bedroom, dude, with my old cartridges. So, <laughs> so when you really want to torture your children uh, when they're older and they're not behaving, I got the old like, NES and make them blow out those cartridges. It's just well, this is the crap we used to have to deal with. Turn the TV. <laughs> All right. Now, what you're gonna need to do, kids. My cousin used to do this. He used to lick part of it, and then you got to blow in it for what feels like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) God, before you really get to enjoy that 10, 15 minutes of gaming, because by the time the hour that your parents graced you with is done, you really only got the game for about 15 minutes. (laughs) You're done blowing up the damn cartridge, yeah. I know, basically. But this is the shit we used to do. Yeah, it was wild too, because like Nintendo. I mean, I remember. Like, very rarely ever having to do that for the Super Nintendo. But for some reason, that Nintendo, like, it, it came down to a science, to an art form. It was like, okay, like, everybody has their own way of doing it. Like, yeah. I think mine was, like, mine was blow, blow, put it in, uh, uh, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, blow, 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 and then put it in again. <laughs> like, everybody, my, one, one of my cousins was like, was like, blow, blow, lick blow and then put it in like it was the most and for some of you you don't understand what i'm talking about but for the the people who do understand they know the struggles of 90s gaming with a regular nintendo and sometimes those cartridges just wouldn't work and you had to go to the weirdest stuff now did that actually help i don't know i don't know i I, I don't think it did but you know we we used to have a, a cartridge of a top gun and I was the only one in the house that could get that cartridge to play. Let me tell you right now. Right now, George. Top Gun ha- was so badass as a flight simulator, as a jet fighter simulator, wasn't it? Oh, especially on the NES. Well, that's what I was about to say. To this day, I don't understand how they got it that tight on yeah. any the cartridge. They made it work, man. Now, the worst part was trying to land. That oh. was almost near impossible. Yeah, when you're I- flying, fighting other, other jets. They they actually like they did a really good job on yeah, a Top Gun game. They did they did they did a really good job. But yeah, landing those things was goddamn impossible. So basically, my point of this topic was you know I wanted to talk to George about this. Now, granted, our children are on different levels of gaming. His children are more on the ABC Mouse, their educational games, which is awesome. My kids went through those too. I think they're a valuable tool. It's a fun way for them to learn which is always something that is a good thing. You always want, like, if you can find a fun way for them to learn where they're having fun and don't even understand that they're learning, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's way less of a hassle. And then they get older. What, what my whole point of this topic was is, is, is there are games out there that aren't necessarily made for kids, but they're perfect for kids. And then there are games out there that are made for kids. I just, it, it, it's, it's a topic I've always wanted to talk about because I have children that, that, that game, they see their dad game and they want a game, you know, daddy game. So I want a game. So, so Anthony, I have a question for you real quick. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the day when your kids are old enough to be like, Hey dad, let's squat up in Fortnite, kick some ass. No, I'm looking forward to the day where they want to play me in competitive games, and I whoop they ass because they ain't no participation awards in this home. That's, you that's, gotta win. You want you better get good, boy. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I can't wait for my kids to want to play me with Mario Kart, and I'm gonna blew the shell the shit out of them and then cross the finish line first. 
So I would, uh, we would have like little, little, not necessarily parties, but we would have friends over and we'd play Mario Kart and Mario Party. And like every once in a while, lose. Oh, well, Mario Party, none, but man, I'll tell you what, Mario Party is the game that just makes you hate everyone. Uh, Mario Party fucking pisses me off, dude. Like, (laughs) Mario, Mario Party and Mario Kart is just that game, or just those two games where a group of adults put that on and the shit talking starts instantly <laughs> oh, not only that but like in mario kart on switch man that the ai is like totally out to get your ass like you were, <laughs> you were gonna get fucked by someone somehow subway all right george i it, it's a shorter episode than we've usually done i feel like the episodes where we don't have guests are probably going to be within that 40 to 50 minute range uh thank you so much for listening to the dad's beards nerds podcast i want to uh just take a moment to ask if you have the time and you're enjoying the podcast, please rate it on whatever podcast service you are listening to it on. It helps out with the algorithms. Uh, please hit us up on Twitter at Dad's Beards Nerds. Hit us up on Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. We have that Discord on Twitter. It's in our Twitter bio. Click that. Join the Discord. Come chat um, with us. We love we yeah. love enjoying our chatting Discord. Like, come hang out with us. We love it. We give away games on that Discord from time to time as well. Every once in a while, Daddy Anthony's got some uh, humble bundle monthly stuff that he forgot to cancel that comes through. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we do like to give back to our community on Discord and our community in general. So, it's this has been a wonderful episode of just me and George getting to do what George and I do best. We just, you know, kiss each other. I caress his beard. He tells me it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, Anthony. Until next time, this has been the Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm George. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Have a good night. Goodbye, everyone.